I was this morning, like I said, getting ready. I have a plan. I always have a plan. But I love when God wants us to just really focus in on who he is. And so this morning, if you have your Bible, turn with me to 1 Kings. This was just laid on my heart this morning. And I want to share this word with you. I believe this. I believe that God is bringing revival back to this world. I believe that God is going to do something amazing in this world. And I believe this, that it's not going to be difficult. It's going to be easy. Because when people experience who God is, you know it. You know it. You may be here and you may not be familiar with speaking in tongues or words of knowledge or prophecy, but those are all in the Bible, and I'm not afraid of any of those things. Why? Because God is God, and you know it. And back in the day when great revivals of the past happened, people would experience God, and they would know it. And the church did not go around and start making programs to fit all of these needs. You know what they did? They just kept seeking God, and people knew it. And out of that, people gave up their life and went as missionaries, went into the ministry, went at home to their, their family, and just started praying. And you know what happened? God changed everything because God was God, and they knew it. And that's my heart. I just want us to know God. That's what I said back in 2003 when when I was debating whether we were going to stay here or not. 2003, can you believe that's 20 years ago when I had a chance to, to, they asked me, the the district asked me, do you want to stay or not, make a decision. And and I remember 2003, I did not want to stay. I did not want to stay. then the Lord told me something. And my heart, as I was praying to him, the Lord, the Lord told me that it was going to happen and it was going to happen here. And, and so I'm holding on to that. But I just, my heart back then was this, that this town would simply know who God is. Because when people know who God is, it's not difficult to convince them that the word of God is true. It's not difficult to convince them that God can answer prayer. It's not because they know God. And so I want us to know God. So this morning... This is what I like to share this morning. So if you have your Bible, <clears throat> if you have your Bible, turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings chapter 17. And the Bible is talking about the prophet Elijah. It says, Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, There will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. I want you to see Elijah and his heart. Now, Elijah does not have any ability to make the rain stop. Elijah does not have any ability to make the rain stop. If that's true, all of us would have stopped the snow weeks ago. But Elijah does not have the ability. But look what he said to Ahab, this wicked king. This king that denied who God was said this, neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. Why does he say that? Because Elijah is authorized by God. Elijah knows his authority. 
Elijah knows that it is God speaking and he is repeating what God said. And God told Elijah, you go tell Ahab that it's not going to rain until you say so. So Elijah goes and he knows what God has spoken. He knows God's voice. And I'm telling you, it is so important to know God and his voice. You must know his voice. And the best way to begin to understand his voice is in the Bible. This is not just a book. This is not just literature. It is God's word that is going to help you understand who he is. This is his voice. This is his voice. And so Elijah knows his voice. And he says that nothing's going to happen in the next few years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Leave here, turn eastward, and hide in Kirith Ravine, east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook, and I will... And I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. And so he did what the Lord had told him. And he went to um, Keith, um, Kirith, raven east of the Jordan, and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. So this world is experiencing a drought right now because there's no rain that's going to happen. And God brings Elijah to this brook and there he supplies him with bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening from birds. I do not want us to get past this so quickly because how many know that you can go shopping online but they do not send pigeons to send the groceries to your house. This happened by birds. We got the bird man here. This happened years ago. I was standing out the east door. I read this portion of scripture. I looked out at the east, east of my house, and I said, Father, if you sent birds to go feed Elijah, that you could send birds to my house. And later that day, James is standing up there and waving his hands with two bags of meat, saying, Pastor, this is for you. And I said, you the bird man. you the bird man. He didn't have feathers, but God sent him. But God sent birds. And he comes, these birds come, they got french fries, they got a Big Mac. They didn't bring no pot because he had a brook next to there. But they sent birds. God sent birds. Do not jump past that story. God was willing to take care of someone who was obeying his voice. How much more, if you live your life for the Lord, God will take care of you? How much more will God not withhold any good thing from those who love him and walk blamelessly before him? God will take care of you if you just obey his voice. And Elijah was fed by birds. Man, that, that just blows my mind. That blows my mind to know that God loves this man so much because he's willing to obey that he would send birds to go feed him. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And then the word of the Lord came to him, go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I've directed a widow to supply you with food. He went to Zarephath, and when he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks, and he called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in the jar so I may have a drink? And as she was going to get it, he called, and bring me, please, a piece of bread. 
And as surely as the Lord your God lives, she, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. And I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and to make a meal for myself and for my son that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said to her, do not be afraid. Go home. Do as you said. But first, make me a small loaf of bread for me and what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. The jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. And she went away and did as Elijah told her. And there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and for her family. But the jar of the flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. This woman was not a Christian. She was not a Hebrew. She was not an Israelite. She was not from their land. She doesn't know who God is. She has no idea because she lives in a town in a place where there are multiple gods. There are all types of gods. And they worship any of the gods that they could in order for them to have food or water. And they've been sacrificed and praying to these gods and nothing's working. Why? Because there's a drought that's happening. And God tells Elijah, I want you to go to this land and I have commanded a widow there to take care of you. This, is, this cracks me up about this story. <clears throat> this widow had no idea that she was supposed to take care of Elijah. But God tells Elijah, listen, I've, I've directed a woman to take care of you. And you go. And here is this, what I want us to understand about Elijah. Elijah was a man of faith that believed and trusted in who God was and what God spoke. Remember, Elijah never saw God. No one has ever seen the face of God. It wasn't until Jesus Christ came upon this earth until we finally saw God here in the flesh, God with us, God dwelling with us. But until then, no one ever seen the face of God. All he had to do was trust what God said. All he had was God's word. All he had was God's voice. And Elijah believed God, and he was not going to let his doubts or his mind be distracted. He knew who God was. And so when God says, I want you to go to this land, and I want you to find this widow, you know what he did? He took a step. That is sometimes the hardest thing to do when it comes to trusting God. Take a step. Take a step. This morning when we prayed with you, it's hard to take a step. Because when you take a step, you are letting everybody know, it's on the record, God is going to meet me at the altar. And God is going to answer me the needs that I have. When you take a step, it's hard. Because you are letting everyone know, you believe in God. There are many times when I've said things that God has spoken. And it's been down to the last minute. It's been down to the last moment. And then God finally came through. But it was hard because I spoke it and now everybody knows. Everybody knows. I've said this story before, but one time we were, <clears throat> we were at an uh, event at school and they were giving away three season passes for sports. 
And this is during the time when I'm really learning to hear God's voice. I know I'm a pastor. I'm supposed to know God's voice. But this is when I really started to understand truly his voice. And I was excited because, you know, I'm listening. I'm waiting with expectation. How many know that God wants to speak to you? He's not far off. He's not as far as you think. He's right there, and he wants to speak to you. Just like he speaks to people in the Bible. We think that God is not concerned about He wants a relationship with you. He wants it so much that he is willing to send his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross so that we can be adopted into the family of God. He wants to speak to you. And so God is speaking to me, and I'm starting to listen, and it's exciting. And so we're at this school event, and, and there's these, these season passes that are being handed out. And, and I'm like, Lord, I, man, it would be so cool if I get one. And God says, you're going to win one. And I said, awesome. And I go over to my wife, because she's talking with some other ladies there. I go over to my wife, and I said, honey, honey, God told me we're going to win this. I'm going to win the season pass. And my wife says, oh, that's nice, Pete. Thank you. You know, because what? Everyone knows now. And so I move over. I didn't really mean to say it out loud. I was just so excited. I just said it out loud because I learned this, that when God says something, speak it. Speak it. Because it's on record. And so that's what I was doing. I said, honey, I'm going to win one. And so then I go back over and I'm kind of standing off to the side and my wife is there. And, and I know right now she's praying in tongues. I know she's saying, God, please don't let him look like being an idiot. Please, God, please, please, please. I don't want to look bad. Please. And everyone, you know what everyone's doing then? They're watching. All those ladies around my wife are watching. And you know what I'm doing? God, please. Please, God, please. Jesus, come back right now. And so Matt Mahoney starts digging in there, grabs one. Billy the Kid. Starts digging in there, grabs another one. Sam. Who's Sam? I don't know. Third one. I put my head down. And I'm watching my feet, praying to the Lord. And you know, I could feel the eyes of every single lady that heard me just looking. And I was told this because I wasn't looking. Mr. Mahoney puts his hand in there, grabs one, lets it go, digs in there again, pulls it out, and says, Pete Ortega. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Sometimes we just, we don't understand why, we don't understand how, but you got to speak, you got to have faith, and you got to put it on the record. And that's what Elijah did when he took a step towards Zarephath. How did Elijah know? Because God already provided the birds and the meat and the bread. How did Elijah know? Because he knew God's voice. And I want you to know this, that you can put your faith and trust in the Lord. And if you have difficulty believing in great things from God, that just learn to hear him. Because when you read his Bible, you will discover that he is not limited by what we have and don't have. He is not limited by your social status. He doesn't care how many friends you got on Facebook. He's the friend you need in order to make it happen. God is still God. God is still God. So put your expectation, put your hope in him, 
And God said, there is a widow that's going to take care of you. When he left, he didn't even doubt it. Why? Because he knew that God would never lie to him and God would never fail him. And when he gets there, here is this woman who does not know God. She has no clue who God is. Talking about Yahweh, the God that we understand of the Bible. She believes in multiple gods. As a matter of fact, later on, she will actually recognize that the God of Elijah is God. But at this point, she has no idea. And so here he comes and he says, listen, woman, woman, give me some water. Okay, fine. Goes and gets water, and as she turns to leave, he says this. And by the way, bring me some bread. And that's when it got real for her. That's when it got real. Because she realizes, I don't have anything for you. The only thing I have is going to be the last meal for me and my boy, and that's it. I got nothing. Could you imagine Elijah just sitting there, listening to the pain and the depth of hurt that she has, knowing that her and her son are going to die because they got nothing. And here's Elijah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, but just bring me some bread. Because my God will make sure that the water or the oil and the flour never run dry. You go do it. And why did she do it? I don't know. Here's my best guess. What does she have to lose? All these other gods aren't working. All these other gods can't provide rain so that we can grow olives. We can grow wheat. All these other gods have failed me. Maybe this god, maybe this god will do something. So she goes back to her house and she lights up the oven. She's getting ready. And her boy comes and says, Mom, what are you doing? She says, Son, listen. Either way, we're gone. We have nothing. I told you this was going to be our last bread. I told you this would be our last meal together. But there was this man, and he claims that he hears from God, and he asked me to make him bread. And he told me that if I do this, that you and I will not see the oil and the flour end until it rains again. Son, what else do we have to lose? And so the little boy begins to join mom and begins to help her and says, okay, mom, let's do this. And all of a sudden they go back and they take it to Elijah. Elijah says, mmm, whole wheat, this is great. And she goes back and, and what would you do? What would you do? You would check. I'll tell you what I would do. I would peek. Son, look in there. What do you see? It's flour, Mom. Son, son look, look, look in the jar. What do you see? Oil, Mom. Can we eat? Can we make some bread? Yeah. She goes and she makes bread. And while it's baking, she goes back. Oh, it's still there. It's still there. She goes back to Elijah. And this is just, I'm just playing the story out. She goes back to Elijah. And he says, I told you. I told you what my God said. And it will not end. Stop peeking. Because it will always be there until it rains again. You see, when you know who God is, you take a step. You head towards the town. 
You do what God has asked you to do. You believe what God has asked you to believe. And no matter how impossible, no matter how improbable it is, God will supply and God will do it because he's God. And all he's looking is for someone to listen and to believe who he is. That's all he wants. The Bible says that it is impossible to please God without faith. What is that verse telling us? That it is possible to please God with faith. It puts a smile on his face. On his face. It makes him happy to know that his kids believe who he is. You know, when my sons call me with problems of the, with their car, they call me because they need help. It makes me proud that they think that I, I have the ability to do it. It makes me proud. They don't know I call my dad to find out how to do it, but I, it makes me proud because they believe that their father can help them. How much more your heavenly father is willing to help you if you just believe that he is who he is. So this morning, whatever you're going through, take a step. Believe. People that you were down at the altar, you take a step. You believe. You put it into action. And I guarantee you that your God will never fail you.